A very, very, very late podcast this evening. Pretty good reason. I'm, I'm exhausted after a long, long week. Get a nice little break. I, I mean, I'm excited to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired. I, I'm, I'm very excited. Get to go to sleep. Wake up. Do some stuff, and then I'll be done for the week. Um. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. I saw the new Spider-Man movie. I'm a little bit not fired up just because I'm, I'm just, again, exhausted. Let me tell you something right now. And I started off the podcast low energy because I am once again, very, very tired. Don't worry. We'll talk about Kansas city. We'll talk about Kansas city, but don't worry. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you, hey, can we can we get my freaking music turned on? Turn on! Let me tell you something about that Spider-Man movie. Best movie of the year. It's not even close. It's not even close. Turn it up! the opening to the uh the first movie opening to the great indomitable spider-man homecoming i just saw a couple of hours ago i got out like four hours ago i've been watching football essentially ever since i got back to the crib since i got back home been watching football ever since kansas city versus the chargers oh my god is my mind fucked after that after that movie listen it probably won't win any awards because no super movie, no superhero movie ever uh, wins any awards because Hollywood is filled with a bunch of stuck up pricks. Let me tell you something right now. Play it. Play the song. Willing to die for the shit, nigga. I'm willing to die for Spider-Man. You tell me that movie's bad, we're going to have some problems. We're going to have a lot of problems on the podcast, okay? We're going to have a lot of problems if people say that that movie doesn't deserve to win an award, even though it probably won't because Hollywood is filled with a bunch of stuck up breaths. I'm sick of the disrespect. Marvel doesn't create any good movies. Marvel, let me tell you something right now. Spider-Man No Way From Home was better then once upon a time in Hollywood, made by yeah, you guessed it, Quentin Tarantino. I love Quentin Tarantino. What the hell was that? It was, you know, I'll tell you what it was. It was a joke. That's what that was. No heart, no integrity. Spider-Man had all that in spades, and literally a, a two-thirds of the time it wasn't a freaking three-hour movie. They said we'll get you in and out in two hours. Two hours. Meanwhile, freaking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood gets clapped up. How would pause it? What's it at right now? What critics suck the cock of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Let me pull it up. It's a better movie. It's it's just such a great movie. Twenty four. It's an award winning movie. It's trending eighty five percent out Rotten Tomatoes. What? You must be tripping. You must be tripping. 
I'm 24. This is my podcast. 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Pause music. Gotta turn off my heater. My heater's on right now. It should be off. God damn, it's hot outside. It's like midnight. I turn my heater on expecting... Let me also turn on the... I, I don't need to turn on the... Oh, my God. I don't need to turn on my dehumidifier right now, but God damn, it's it's humid in here. Let me turn it on. Let me let me turn on everything. I gotta gonna sweat when I sleep tonight. Jesus Christ, is it humid? It's just like sitting in my room. I'm like, why am I so hot? I feel like I gotta take off my clothes. Anyway, sat in the movie theater, loved it, enjoyed it. There was like 30 minutes of previews. I didn't even realize how long it is. I was just like checking my watch. I was so excited for the movie. Sitting in the theater, it's like I, I got a show time at like 5.30, right? So this is why I'm like an hour late. Got a show time at like 5.30. There's like 30 minutes of previews, right? So boom, it's like 6 o'clock. It's midnight. It's a little bit over midnight. It's like 6 o'clock when the movie finally starts... And then it's just like, I get out of the theater, and I'm home at like 9. And then it's just like, I got two hours of football to watch. I mean, goodness gracious, what's up with all the ads? I was just like, I, I love previews, but I was excited about Spider-Man. Then I saw the post-credits. Listen, that I saw every frame of that two-hour and I think 20-something minute movie. Let me tell you something right now. I won't spoil it. Will not spoil it. Let me tell you something right now. I may have to go back and watch that movie again in theaters. In theaters. I hate going to the movies. To the movie theaters. Overpriced. Not as good entertainment. I can have a better setup at the crib. Let me tell you something right now. I may have to go back and watch that movie in theaters. Let me take a swig of my water and then we'll, we will officially get started. Finished off one water bottle. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Got a little bit. Got a little bit juiced up. Actually, before I go on and I talk about Kansas City, sorry if you can hear everything, my AC, my dehumidifier, everything. But, you know, <clears throat> I kind of wanted to um, address this before we get going officially here, okay? So... It was like yesterday, and I was essentially talking about Urban Meyer. And yes, we'll talk about him one more time. Then we'll talk about Kansas City, and maybe this will hopefully be like a 20 to 30 minute, maybe 40 minute podcast. Every single time I say that, it's like it always doubles. It's just like, oh yeah, it's like an hour and a half. But it's like, you know... Yesterday, I was like, with the information that I got about how Urban Meyer had essentially kicked one of his football players, specifically his kicker, called him a dipshit, referred to him not by his name, but by the position that he played, said, hey, kicker, hey, punter, hey, long snapper, didn't refer to them by their names, and then one day kicked his kicker in the calf, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of in my entire life. You know, after all that stuff, I was just like, okay, guys, like, 
figure this thing out, you know? And by let's figure this thing out, I meant to say um, Urban should probably be fired. I said that last night late. Didn't check my uh, my feeds at all because I didn't check Twitter. I didn't check it. I didn't check anything. So essentially, as I was going on a diatribe about how Urban should be fired. He was fired. Urban Meyer, the former head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, didn't even last 13 games. Um, I said, will he get another head coaching job? I don't know. Probably. Probably. I don't know. <clears throat> Does he deserve one? I mean, based upon what he did in the NFL, no, obviously. But based upon what he did in college, yeah. He's won national championships at two different collegiate programs. He's been one of the best head coaches in the business for like the last 20 years. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll probably get another job if he wants one. I don't know if he wants one. But, I mean, the jury's out on Urban. He's a bad guy. He's a bad person. Maybe that's enough to kill his career. I don't really know. But as it stands right now, Urban is a, a um, you know, He's a free agent head coach. He's he's looking for a spot. He's looking for a team to go to. Let me open up another water bottle and let me drink to that. So, where do the Jacksonville Jaguars go from here after firing Urban Meyer? Well, essentially, you lose every single football game that you can. Try to get the one, um, the the one seed, or not the one seed, but the first overall pick like you did last year. And um, you hire a young, brilliant head coach. You know, Kellen Moore could be on the table. Brian Lefwich. Um, Eric Bieniemy. Who else is like a nice, young stud of an offensive coordinator that I like? <sighs> Maybe Josh McDaniels as well. I wouldn't mind that. I would not mind that at all. Josh McDaniels. That's probably about it right now off the top of my head. Give me some time and I'll come up with some other names. But I mean, yeah. The Jags, like, they'll probably be one of the best free agent destinations because they'll have a high value pick. They have some nice pieces. You know, LaVisca Chanel. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen the Jaguars play in months. Let me look up his statistics. LaVisca Chenault, unless something terrible happened, he should be on pace for 1,000 yards. Mm, looking at his, at his statistics, he only has half of that. And he has no touchdowns this season. That is not very good. He does not have a 100-yard game. That's bad. That is very, very bad. Yikes. That's not very good. Okay, so Jacksonville may need another wideout. Regardless, Travis Etienne is going to come back. Or is his name Austin? It's either Travis or Austin Etienne. I always get his name wrong. The, tra Yeah, it is Travis Etienne. Running back out of Clemson who got hurt early in, um, in the preseason. He got hurt. He's been out essentially since then. And we've been waiting for his return, and he's not going to come back until next season. And you you got him. He'll be fresh. Trevor, he'll be back. He'll be better. 
lot of reasons to be excited if you are a Jacksonville Jaguar fan next year. Your offensive coordinator probably isn't going to be that guy. The, the freaking sad part about it is that Urban Meyer required so much control. And there is so much overhaul within Jacksonville that, like, a lot of the guys that you would want to be there for a new young head coach aren't there because Urban fired everybody. So that kind of sucks. Now, <clears throat> kind of transitioning from, like, you know, Urban in Jacksonville – like, Jacksonville should lose every single game, like I said before. Should try and use the uh, the number one overall pick to potentially get Evan Neal or whomever. Or maybe one of the other uh, pass rushers. Or maybe trade back and maybe get more draft picks. Because you're kind of going to need some draft picks. Um, also, I'm not too juiced up about the GM. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that they had had enough firepower this year in the draft to be able to get and rebuild a lot of that roster, but lo and, uh, lo and behold, they freaking did some of the dumbest things I've seen all year long with the freaking trading, or not trading, excuse me, but the freaking drafting of Travis Etienne, among other terrible, stupid decisions. Long story short, they'll get another opportunity to either be successful or fail um, in the next year. So I'm very, very excited to see what Jacksonville will do. Very, very excited to see who Shad Khan will hire. And I said it last night. I said, this will be a referendum on who he is as an owner, okay? Because a smart owner would do what he did last night. Recognize that the ship is officially sunk. And Urban Meyer, you know, is Casper the Ghost. You know, and I said that, and I used the analogy. I said, he's here, but he's not really here, you know? He's present, but not really. Meaning that essentially he should be fired, but for some weird reason he has a job. And I was just like, yeah, just fire him. He's he's inept. He's terrible. Like, what are you going to get from him? Absolutely nothing. And I was just like, yeah, like, I'm fine with this. And I always say, I'm, I'm like, I want to see a guy get three years minimum. Meaning I want to see a head coach get three years at the head coaching position, at the head coaching job that he is currently at. And obviously Urban Meyer didn't even get one year. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That's how bad he was. I usually defend, like, I was like, I don't expect Dan Campbell to win five games. And I was just like, I'll defend him. I don't expect him to win five games. And he's on that pace. I was just like, I'll, I'll wait. Like, Dan Campbell gets three years before I'm honest to God, like, concerned, you know? And I said the exact same thing about Urban Meyer until I found out what he did uh, late, early morning. That, that literally makes no sense. Early morning yesterday, late two days ago. Late last night. Late late night two days ago. My brain is fried. I'm tired. But I was just like, yep, Urban Meyer, get him up, get him out. And they did. They got him out. They shipped him on the first flight out. Apparently, he has a house in Jacksonville that's right next to Trevor Lawrence's. Ha! Ready to for him to go back to Ohio. Get your ass. You know, he and I said it before. I said, like, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen or heard of in my entire freaking life was freaking when he went in and it was after the uh, the loss of the, I forgot who it was. Oh yeah, it was the loss to the Bengals, stayed in Ohio, went to visit family members and friends, which never happens. It was a Thursday night football game, stayed there until like Friday or Saturday and 
said that he was there to visit his grandkids and stuck his finger up a collegiate girl's butt and got twerked on by that girl and maybe potentially many other girls there. Instead of going back to Jacksonville and, I don't know, preparing for the Tennessee Titans who destroyed the um, the the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was like 37-9, and nine, I think. It was ridiculously bad. I was just like, hey, uh, priorities. You know, you can hang out with girls whenever you want to. You only got one chance to beat the Tennessee Titans, and you blew it. And after that game, I was like, he's close to getting fired. And then the John Gruden came, stuff came out, and then we kind of lost focus on him. And then here you have the, um, you know, the Tom Pelissero report that came out. Let me take a swig. Sorry about that. I had to take a swig of my water. But then you have, like, the Tom Pelissero article that came out this weekend. Shad Khan had essentially said the exact same thing that he had said a couple of months ago, that Urban Meyer had lost their trust and and um, he, he needed to do work to regain it back. And I was just like, at what point is it obvious that he probably won't? And what a surprise. It's, you know, it's when he kicked his kicker. Ironic, I know. So, goodbye, good riddance. Um, I actually like the hiring. If you told me, like, six months ago, they would hire Urban Meyer and he wouldn't even last 17 games, I would have been shocked. The first thing that I probably would have been, like, uh, said or asked you as a viewer isn't what was his record. It would be, like, what did he do? And then you would have told me what he did, and I would have been like, oh, that makes sense. Because I'm like, I expected him to suck this year. I just didn't know how badly he would. No, I knew how badly he would suck. I just didn't think that he was just going to be a complete dipshit and a terrible human being. And um, just, I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, like, that says it all. He's a dipshit and a terrible human being. Anyways, moving on. <clears throat> Let's recap Chargers versus Chiefs because tonight it was a doozy. God. Saw the entire game. We're going to wrap it up. Saw the overtime. I promise you, man, when I was watching this game sometimes, it was like I was watching both teams try to, like, screw the game up at, like, a significantly high level. It was like watching the uh, the Lions and the uh, the Steelers at one point where I was just like, dude, like, why aren't teams trying to win this doggone football game now? Luckily, the team that I picked, the Kansas City Chiefs, they actually won. They pulled it out. They won. But, I mean, there was like a couple of times, for example, like early on in the game and even later on in the game where there were like these goal line stops, these like fourth and goal stops. Like, especially on the opening series for the Chargers where the tight end got hurt. I forgot his name. Tight end got hurt. He had hit his head really, really hard on the ground, and he had had, like, the shakes. Like, uh, his hands were, like, shaking after they had even immobilized him and put him on a cart, which is not a good sign at all. But I was watching that game, and all I thought was, I was just like, both teams are just screwing it up, like, royally. Like, just take the points. 
Like either team kicks a field goal inside the 10 or 20, they they win. And I always say this. I'm like, just take the points. Like you don't have to freaking score. Like if you are, if if it will take 30 points, just get there as fast as you possibly can. Don't try and gamble. Especially when your offense, like I remember the first series with the Chargers, like the Chargers had had a really, really awesome kickoff return first series of the game. The the Chargers kicker gets it all the way inside the twenty, and Trevor Lawrence th- on three state pa- on three straight excuse me passes goes zero and three, and I'm just and they go for it on fourth down at the um at the Chiefs five, and I'm like guys, why are we going for it on fourth down at the Chiefs five when Justin Herbert just missed three consecutive passes, and that doesn't make any sense. And then it's just like, it was at the Chiefs 5, so you know you're going to throw it. Like, why why aren't you being smart? I don't understand it. It was very weird to me. It's like one of those things that I was just like, yeah, this isn't... Like, when I saw that first series, I was just like, oh yeah, the Chargers are going to lose. They looked great in some spots, but it was just... It's just these stupid decisions sometimes. I'm just like... like What's his name? Joe Lombardi. That's what that's their OC. He were he got retained after Anthony Lynn. And, you know, I've been watching some of the Chargers online content. Shout out to Taylor Bashadi. Um, for no particular reason besides she is super hot. I got really distracted by Taylor D- Biscotti today. And she does a great job. I mean, yeah, like, but she is super hot. Um, sorry, I just, like, like, I just, I freaking was watching the NFL Network before I went to go see Spider-Man No Way From Home, and I kept on getting updates from Taylor Bashadi like, over and over and over again. She was in, like, a perka or whatever because of how cold it was inside the stadium, and then it's just, like, you just see this hot blonde on your television, and you're, and, and, I mean, I was just, like, goodness gracious, is she really distracting. Shout out to her. Um, sorry about that. God, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I, I literally am just like reminiscing and I just, I'm sorry. She's just stunningly gorgeous. Where was I? Oh yeah. Talking about how the Chargers had screw, uh, screwed up the game. Yeah. They'd screwed up the game. They were, they freaking lost an easy game. They couldn't close out. I mean, like multiple times the chiefs, in my opinion, <clears throat> had just screwed up the game. And it was just like Chargers, just just score, just take the points, just take the field goal, just take the field goal, just take it. Don't take the, you know, don't try and go for the gusto. I know it's Kansas City, just take the freaking field goal. Because for a huge swath of this game, <clears throat> Chiefs defense did not come to play whatsoever. Like for the majority of the first half, it's just like, oh yeah, the Chiefs aren't coming to play. And I was just like, bro, this is your time if you're the Chargers to take advantage of the Chiefs. And they did for like a half, and then they let them go. And I was just like, okay, um, Chiefs are going to win. Excuse me. Chiefs are going to win. Chargers are going to lose. And that's exactly what happened. And listen, you know, Chargers could have gone up, gone on, and actually taken the one seat away from the from the Chiefs. 
But what are they doing just like they've done every single year? They're choking it up. They're choking it away. End of season. They had the game. They had the series in the bag. They had they had the division. What did they do? We're going to lose like three or four games straight at this point. We're going to lose against the Chargers, or excuse me, against the Chiefs. We're going to go now eight and six, two games out with, I believe, what is it, like three left? <clears throat> you got three games left? You got to win two to go to the playoffs if you're the Chargers? Mm-mm-mm. I don't know, man. It's a, um, it's going to be really, really hard for them to do freaking anything with how inconsistent they've played throughout the entirety. And it, listen, man, it's not Justin Fields' fault. Some people are going to blame Justin Fields and be like, oh, it was Justin Fields. And like, no, it wasn't, dude. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I sometimes just don't get it. I just, I don't get it. It's not the play calling. It's just some of the decisions. It's sometimes just the... It's sometimes just the like the undisciplined nature of the team. It's just like, bro, you just have to freaking, you know, come in and play for four uh, straight quarters. And it's just like the Chiefs, man, like the Chargers, man, they just... They frustrate the fuck out of me. Not sometimes, a lot of the time. Because it's just like, you guys should have won this game. And it really shouldn't have even been close. And the Chiefs, they did, you know, shout out to Patrick Mahomes. He he had some slumps. He had some really, really bad times uh, during this game. Mahomes, I don't know what's going on with Mahomes. Let me speak on Mahomes for a he, he clutched it out. He did a great job tonight. But holy crap, man, did Patrick Mahomes. He worries the crap out of me. Because there were so many times where Mahomes was just off. Can I talk about this for a couple of minutes? Everybody's going to say, great game, Kansas City, great win, Mahomes, Chiefs, da-da-da-da-da-da, they seem to be a playoff team. Can I just say this? As much as people have given Dak Prescott flack, this is probably the worst I've seen Mahomes play. And yeah, his statistics weren't reflected, and yeah, his team won, and... You know, yeah, he put like there were a couple of there was like times on like a fourth down touchdown play, he just missed a guy. He underthrew him, and I was just like, What the fuck like is going on? I didn't understand it at all. It was so confusing to me because I was like, bro, these are layups. Like he was missing layups tonight. Like key plays too. The fourth and like one play, like at his um at the Chargers goal line that would have <clears throat> excuse me, that would have put them up, I think, later in the game. I was just like, that's a throw. Like, it's weird. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because Patrick Mahomes hit some really, really amazing passes tonight. But then it's just like he also hit he, – he also kind of couldn't hit some of his – some of the easiest throws I've seen all year. And it's just like this doesn't make any sense. Mahomes, you're better than that. Way better than that. And at night, he just, he just was not. Sometimes he couldn't hit the um, the easy layups. And it bothered me because I'm like, against a more complete performance by the Chargers, where they didn't like, 
you know, where they wouldn't embarrass themselves, the Chargers probably would have squeaked up, squeaked by with a win. You know, it's just one of those things that I kind of worry long term about the Chargers. And it's going to be an interesting test for the Cowboys this weekend as well, because the Cowboys are going to be tested with something similar where Dak Prescott's going to be going up against, excuse me, he's going to be going up against, um, what's his name? Daniel Jones and the Giants. And the Giants are obviously one of the worst teams in America. And it's just like. And they're also a divisional rival, of course. And it's just like, this is your time if you're Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys to take advantage of a very, very weak and kind of like off-kilter, you know, what are they called? What are they? Who are they again? Kind of like off-kilter New York Giants. I'm all over the place right now because I'm super tired, but bear with me. I'll only take, I'll only take up a couple more minutes of your time. But it's going to be interesting to see Dak. I don't mean to tie this into the Cowboys. And I'll talk about this again a little bit later on tonight. Because, again, it's already Friday. But it's like, it'll be an interesting little, like, I don't even want to say test. Because I don't think test is the right way to describe it. But it'll be a, a very, very interesting sequence with Dak on Sunday. Where he's going to be going up against... A divisional rival, just like the Chiefs. But 24, the, the Chargers are a playoff team, and they're a good football team. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, like so were the Washington football team, and he, and he threw a pick six and almost lost the game at the end of the game, even though it was like five minutes left in the game, and they had semi, like, it was closer than it should have been, regardless. But it's like, it's going to be an interesting sequence with Dak, because Dak... I mean, like Dak will have like well, like Dak is gonna go up against significantly inferior talent. I will admit that. Like he will not go up against the Chargers, which is why I think it's gonna be interesting on uh, on Sunday. It's just like can Dak get back to you know midseason form? Because if he can, that'll be a big up to the Cowboys and their ability to potentially last long and go deep into the playoffs. But if he can't, we'll see. But The Chiefs, they worry me. The Chargers, they worry me. I constantly say it. I constantly say, like, hey, man, um, I think whoever comes out of the NFC will win the Super Bowl, and I don't think I'm wrong at all. And I think that that will kind of continue until probably the playoffs. I mean, nothing from tonight said to me that an AFC team is going to come out of the playoffs and win the, uh, the Super Bowl. Like the Chiefs, they're just their offense is just too unreliant. The Chargers, man, I feel like they're chokers. I feel like if they played up against a true NFC, I feel like if they played up against a real team, they would have gotten blown out. To be honest with you, the Bills, man, they're kind of choking. The Patriots, I don't think they have the firepower to go up against the uh, the rest of the NFC teams and the Tennessee Titans. I feel like they're I feel like they're kind of like the Cowboys in the sense of like. The, the Cowboys are kind of like the odd man looking out, but the Cowboys are a significantly better team than the Titans, which is ironic because it's just like I feel like they're both similar. I feel like Tannehill isn't playing up to what he obviously was playing last year, and they've kind of been riddled with injuries. Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, um, A.J. Brown. But at the exact same time, I'm just like Tannehill needs to play better. Dak needs to play better. I think Dak can play better. I don't know if Ryan Tannehill 
can play better himself. But more importantly than that, I don't think Tennessee is a Super Bowl contender at all. I think Dallas can be if da- if Dak gets back on track. Um, yeah, that was kind of some of the stuff that I thought of on um, on Thursday Night Football. I'm tired. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk more in-depth about this weekend's predictions. We'll go in-depth. We'll probably recap a little bit more into Sunday Night Football, or not Sunday Night, Thursday Night Football. Also, The Witcher is coming out today. I am very excited. I Is it on right now? Is The Witcher on? Can I go to Netflix and watch it? Probably not, because for some weird reason, Netflix will never put their new TV shows that are released on a day. They'll they'll like they'll wait until like five o'clock in the morning. I'm not waiting until five o'clock in the morning to watch The Witcher, even though I will watch a couple of episodes before the next time we meet. Anyways, I'm peacing out. I'll see you tomorrow, technically today, ladies and gentlemen, 24's podcast.